Okay, we're starting here on the top of Mem Vavah Med Aleph. We have a story with Rabbi Zera. Rabbi Zera Chalash, he became ill. Rabbi Zera, the Gemara in Boba Metziah, tells us a story about Rabbi Zera. Rabbi Zera went from Bavel and was Ole Eretz Yisrael. When he was Ole Eretz Yisrael, he fasted a hundred fasts to forget all the Torah he had learned in Bavel and to start afresh with the Torah at Eretz Yisrael. He didn't want the Torah at Bavel to influence him in any way. He wanted to make sure that he started with a clean slate when he learned by Rabbi Yochanan in Eretz Yisrael. He fasted another hundred fasts that Rabbi Lazar, who was the, the Rosh Yeshiva, the head of the Tzibor there, wouldn't pass away, because otherwise he'd be stuck with dealing with the Tzibor, and he didn't want the Ola Tzibor. Then he fasted another hundred fasts, the Lo that the fire of Gehenom would not ever affect him. Then it says, Every thirty days he used to check himself out. How did he do that? He used to climb into a stove. Every thirty days he climbed into a stove and see if he got burnt. So we know that everything was kosher by him. So he did that for many years until one day someone gave him an ayin hara. He went in and his legs got burnt from that ayin hara. That's relevant to the story we'll see in one second. Zerah Chalash, she got sick. Al-Gabay Rabbi came to visit him. Kobi Lale, he accepted by himself. Imitpach, if he gets healthy, if he recovers from this illness. Now who is going to recover from this instant, this sickness? Katina Harich Chakeh. Katina is the short one, Rabbi Zerah happened to be short. Charech Shake with the scorched legs. So he says, the short one with the scorched legs, if he gets healthy, I'm going to throw a big party. And that's referring to Rabbi Zerah, and that's based on the story that we just told over from Baba Metziah. Avidna Yama Tovah the I'm going to make a huge party for all the Rabbana to come. Sure enough, Yitpach, he got healthy. Avad Tzudata the Kudu He made a large party with all the Rabbana that Rabbi Zerah recovered from this illness. Kimate the Mishrei. When we came to... Here, Mishra means to begin the Sherut, but to begin the Suda. Amrle the Rabbi Zerah, Lishleilan Mar. You should have the honor of beginning the Suda, which means that you'll be Mavarech, Amotzi Lechem in Aretz. You'll be Botseya. You'll want to break the bread. Amrle, Lo Savrle Mar, Lahad Rabbi Yochanan. You don't hold of this where Rabbi Yochanan says, Damar Balabayit Botseya. That the head of the household, the owner, is the one who is Botseya. So Sharlohu, what's Rabbi Bo going to do? Now he has to make the bracha because of that member Rabbi Yochanan. Kimata the bracha, when it came to the end of the meal, for Birkat Amazon, Amalein Ivrachlan Mar, Rabbi Bo says to Rabbi Zero, do the honor of benching for us. Amalein Lo Savala Mar, the Hadra of Huna, the Min Bavel. You don't hold of what Rav Huna from Bavel says. Now as Rashi points out, Rav Huna, the Min Bavel is the Stam Rav Huna we see all over Shas. In this context, he's called Rav Huna Min Bavel because Rabbi Zero was older there at Yisrael. And he's talking about Ravuna from back in Bavel. So in the context in which he's speaking, he's referencing him as Ravuna de Bavel. When the Bavli speaks in general about Ravuna, of course they're talking about Ravuna de Bavel. The one who broke the bread, who said Amotzi, is the one who does the benching. Well, you did the Botzea, you were the Balabites, you did the Bracha Tamotzi, you should also do the Bracha benching. Who did Rabbi Yabo hold like? The fact that Rabbi Yabo offered Rabbi Zerah to bench, whose position was he promoting? The Balabite is the one who breaks the bread, but the guest is the one who makes the bracha, does the birkat amazon. And the Gemara gives us a reason. Why is the Balabite the one who breaks the bread? Because he'll distribute things in a generous manner. He's the one who can be generous. It's his food. So it's much better to have the Balabite be the distributor of the food rather than having a guest who's not sure about what the Balabite really wants. And therefore he's going to give out in small portions. Here the Balabite can be generous to everyone. On the other hand, the guest should be the one who says, 
Kedei Shivarech Balabayit. Said he'd give a brocha to the Balabayit for providing the meal. First of all, we have a meal. What do we first do? We thank Hashem for the meal. Who do you thank after you thank Hashem for the meal? We thank the Balabayit. You have to thank the person who provided the meal. So, Maimi Barech. What is the brocha that is said? It says here, here at Sons is found in uh, some of the benches today. The bracha that the Gemara says, it's been replaced, the light in the benches, with Harachman Yivarech et Balabayit, Yishto Balabayit, or something to that effect. But here the Gemara has a gears of what it should be like, and the shown of what the bracha should be. Here at Sons, Shalom Yivosh, Balabayit, Balamazir, Balo Yikaleim, Deolamaba. Should not be embarrassed in this world, and not be ashamed in the world to come. Virabi Musifa Dvarim, and then Rabbi added on additional pieces to this bracha, which is Vitzlach Ma'od B'chol Nechasav. He should be very successful in all his endeavors. V'yu Nechasav u'Nechasenu Mutzlachim Akrovim Neir. And his possessions and our possessions should be successful and close to the city. As Rashi says, because then he can keep his eye on it and see what it needs all the time. Today that would be so you don't have to commute. You not save the commuting time. V'alishlot Satan lo b'maseyadav v'bno maseyadenu. Satan should have. No control over what we do, what we produce, and what he produces. Bali is daker, the other gear says, is dakeik, which I think is the accepted gear, so, lo lefanav, lo lefanenu, shum davar hirhurachet, that should not come before us. We shouldn't have any issues with a hirhurachet, improper thoughts about a sin, vabeira, vavon, v'atav, yadolam, for now until ever. So it's a beautiful bracha that you give to the balabayit. Let's see, break it down into two parts. The second part is very clear. It's about the, Financial success of the Balabayit. Financial success, because here he was the one who provided the meal. So you want to give him a bracha of financial success. The first part of bracha, I'll just note, it says, Shaloh Yevosh, Veloi Kaleim. I heard from Vermeer Lichtenstein, I think it's very nice, that this is a response to what we say in benching. What do we say in benching? V'na'al tatrichenu, shemakenu? So what's the bracha you give to the Balabayit? Exactly that. That's the bracha that's given here to the Balabayit. And so the first piece is that response to what we say in Rachem. And the second part is a bracha, just a general bracha on Parnoso. Tosot says, Tosot says, how do we reconcile the two Lushonot of Rabbi Yochanan? We don't have two Lushonot of Rabbi Yochanan. It's very interesting. We have a Lushon that comes from Rabbi Yochanan, that Balabayit Botseya. Then we have a member from Rav Huna. And then we have Rabbi Yochanan. So the steer is between Rav Huna, who says Botseya Mivarech, and Rabbi Yochanan, who says that the Balabayit is the Botseya and the Oreach Mivarech. That's the stira. Either Tosavod had a different girsa, or he assumed that whatever Rabbi Zeru was saying, he learned from Rabbi Yochanan. I don't know. But he says, how do we reconcile it? He says, depends if the Balabite is eating with them. If the Balabite is eating with them, then the Hamotzi is done by the Balabite. Whereas, if he's not with them, then the Godol is the one who's making Hamotzi, and then he'll also do the benching afterwards. So that's how you can reconcile this, that the Botseya Mivarech is an instance when there is no Balabite there. If the Balabite is present, then you have Botseya and Mevarech being separate. The Botseya will be the Balabite, the Oreach will be the Mevarech, according to Tosafot. Now, Ad Heichan Birkat Zimun. This is a very, very difficult piece of Gemara. The Rishonim all come in. I'm going to stick to Rashi and Tosafot over here, but just know that it's a very difficult piece. We'll start with Rashi, and then we'll move over to Tosafot. Where does Birkat Zimun end? It's the Zimun, like we know it today. The additional piece that's in front of the Bracha of Azan, that is Zimun. V'rav sheishet amar ad hazan. 
until Hazan, that the Birkat Zimun doesn't end in Baruch, but ends at Baruch HaTashem Hazan Etakol, all the way to the end. Right, seems pretty straightforward, except for the fact, Nemakitanai. Let us say this is a Machloket Tanaim. Tani Chadah, Birkat Amazon. Now the Girsah that we have in front of us is Shnaim Bishloshah, which will not work according to Rashi. According to Rashi, the Girsah has to be Shtaim Bishalosh in the Kevab, because we're talking about the Brachot. So then, according to Rashi, it's Birkat Amazon Shtaim Bishalosh. Benching is two or three Brachot. Betani Yidoch, we have another bright that says, again, our gears are shlosha v'arba, but according to Rashi, it has to be shalosh v'arba in the keva, that there are three or four brachot in benching. Savrua, let's take it for a given. Dukule alma tova meitiv lav deoraitoi, that when it comes to the bracha of tova meitiv, the fourth bracha in benching is midirabanan. That's a given. So neither of the brightot are addressing the bracha of a tova meitiv. So now you have to come up with a solution here. What does this mean? My love. This is what they're arguing about. The one who says two and three brachot. He's the one who holds that Birkat HaZibur is until Hazan. So this is what's incredible about Rashi. Rashi says, if you have a Zimun, if you have three people, then what brachot do you make? How do you get to three? How do you get to three brachot of Birkat HaZimun? You have, the last one is Bunei Yerushalayim. The one before that is... And the one before that is Three brachot when you have three people there Two people there No zimun How many brachot? Rashi says two Which brachot? No hazan According to that way Rashi is reading the Gemara According to Rashi If you don't have a zimun there You only read the letter two brachot You don't read hazan at all The one who says three and four Is holding like the one that zimun only goes to nevareich That means if you're in a case with a zimun, you have four brachot. How do you have four brachot? Again, we'll work backwards. Bonei Yerushalayim is one. Alaretz Valamazon is two. Hazan is three. And four is the zimun. That's the fourth bracha. Three is when you don't have a zimun there. If you don't have a zimun there, then you have the three brachot, which is Bonei Yerushalayim, Alaretz Valamazon, and Hazan. That's the stira and the brayta. But what do you see? Kamar is suggesting here that the brightot are arguing about this Machlok between Rab Nachman and Rab Sheshet. Rab Nachman and Sheshet are arguing about until where does Birkat Zimun go? And that's where it seems the Brayto would have a difference of one bracha. That difference might be governed by or con- by the fact of whether Hazan is, is included or not included in the Zimun. That's the way Rashi's reading it. Regarding to that Shita, whoever says first Shita doesn't include that the Zimun is a bracha. Correct, correct. The first one doesn't say Birkat Zimun is a bracha. Why? Because he thinks that Hazan is all one bracha. Birkat Zimun and Hazan are all one bracha, according to him. It's one unit. That's why he says Hazan is part of Birkat Zimun. According to the first Brayta, there's a bracha of Hazan and the Birkat Zimun is one unit. And as one unit, they are one bracha. And that's why he counts two or three in the first Brayta. The second Brayta says, no, that the Birkat Zimun is separate from Hazan, and therefore you have four brachot or three brachot, according to that. But the amazing part of Rashi is Rosh Hashanah's opinion. Shaykh's opinion turns out if you don't have a zimun, you would bench without the bracha of azan, which is incredible. Why do we say azan? But there's no reason to do that. The reason to take off Azan is because it's part of Zimun. There's a reason to do it. But you're saying, there's no reason to drop it. Alright, the Gemara is going to come to your conclusion. So Gemara says, Rav Nachman Taretz Litamei, Rav Sheshim Taretz Litamei. Each one of them has an answer according to their own position. Rav Nachman Taretz Litamei, Dukuliyama Adnivarech. Everybody holds that Zimun ends with the, what we know as Zimun in the first piece there. Therefore, if you say three and four, it works well. There's no question, according to Rav Nachman, because we already set it up that way. 
Mother we're taking with the bracha of the Poalim, which we saw earlier in the Mesechta, David, what you're suggesting now, which is, Damamar, Poteach Ba'azan. The Poalim only say three brachot. They don't say, Hatov Ba'etib, which is only Dindar Abonon. And even in the first three brachot, they say, Hazan, V'kolel B'nei Yushalayim B'birkat Aretz. And they combine the latter two brachot of Al-Aretz Valamazon and B'nei Yushalayim, they combine them together, and therefore they end up with two brachot. So Poalim are going to end up with two brachot, as opposed to others, regular people are going to end up with three brachot. Rav Sheshin mitaretz litamei. Rav Sheshin answers based on his shita, the kulimad hazan. Everybody agrees it goes until hazan. Mandar ma'ashtayim shalosh shapir. He works well until the bright that says two and three. What about shlosh var? But mandar ma'ashlosh var kosover. Atov v'ameitim deoraitai. Tov v'ameitim is counted as one of the brachot. And that's how he gets his three, four, because he makes tov v'ameitim be deoraitai. Which is again, we'll get to that in the Gemara further on. Now the Gemara is going to address Amar of Yosef. Teda the Tov Meitiv Labdo Raito. I can prove to you that Tov Meitiv is not Mina Torah. Shapo Areya Polim Okrimota. Because Polim skip it. The workers skip that bracha. Why would they skip that bracha? Elaim Kane, it's not Mina Torah. It's only instituted by the Rabbanan, and the Rabbanan exempted them from saying that bracha. If it's Mina Torah, how could they skip out of it? Tosafot back on Daft Ted Zion says that's not true. That the Chachamim allowed you to skip things, B'Shev Baltaseh. And he says that you're allowed to be Oker Dover Mina Torah. He says that about Tovu Meitiv. So the Gilead Hashat, so the asks right there, points to this Gemara, and over here he points to the Tosvot over there. It's a problematic Tosvot. Amar of Yitzchak, Vashmol, Barmarta, Mishmei, the Rab, Teda, Tovu Meitiv, Vlad, Doraita. I also can prove to you, Shari Puteach, Babi Baruch. Vein Chotein Babi Baruch. It starts with a Baruch. What's the problem with that? It's a Brocha Hasmucha Lechaverta. Whenever you have juxtaposed brachot, you do not have to begin the brachot with the baruch. For instance, all our brachot in Shemon We begin Shemon with baruch, but every other subsequent brachot does not begin with baruch, because it's a brachas mukha lechaverta. You have a brachas mukha lechaverta, you don't have to open with baruch. The fact that you open baruch by tova metiv shows you that it's not part of the previous three brachot. Even so, that shouldn't matter, truthfully. That should have no impact. Because even if you have a bracha smukha lechaverta, even if they're not technically together, three to right to one to rabbana, it still shouldn't open baruch. So what Tosafot says, it has to be that it was, it was nitkan independently, completely independently. The bracha of Tov Metiv, we'll see later on, was nitkan al-harugei beitar, shinitam l'kvura. The people who were killed in beitar were eventually allowed to be buried. And chachamim were nitakin this bracha of Tov Metiv. They later moved it to be appended to Birkat Amazon. But when it was Nitkan, it was independent. If it was independent, it started with Baruch. But that's an indication of the fact that it's different than the rest of benching, that it's independent of the rest of benching. Right. You have a problem, right? <laughs> it's interesting. I know there's sometimes we do things with the matbeah brocha, meaning that maybe you don't have to start with baruch because that's the normal matbeah brocha, which is that it really starts baruch, so we leave it alone. But it's possible, according to Rabbi you would have to start with baruch. Adgan, that's shitat Rashi. Tosafot goes crazy. He says, first of all, we have machoker of Sheshi, Rabbi Nachman, Allah is like Sheshi. We pass on Except in Dinim. These Surah we pass on like Rav Sheshit, but not we only pass on Bidinim. That means, according to Rashi, we're going to pass on like Rav Sheshit, and people who bench without a Zimun are going to skip Birkat Azan. Tosu says that. That can't be. Number one, Birkat Azan, we're going to see in the Gemara, is Midoraita. Gemara says, Vachalta, Visavata, Uveirachta, Tashem Lokech. Uveirachta teaches you Birkat Azan. Gemara says it's Minatora, Birkat Azan. How could you skip it? Number two, 
You have a problem? And listen what Tosot says. What's the problem? It says we see everybody around here is making the bracha of Hazan. Right? Nobody's skipping it. So he says, what are we going to do? What, we pass on our station and everybody's saying Hazan. So Tosot says that. You can't explain it. Rashi, Dekoya Dela'el. It's talking about earlier on in the Gemara. Dechad Machsik Lishnayim. Remember before we said that when you have three people together, if two people want to bench, they can force the third one to bench with them. If one wants to bench, you can't force the other two to bench with him. Well, in that case, where the two force the one to bench, how long does he have to wait? He's, answer, he's answering from the Zimun. He's answering to the Birkat Zimun. Where does the Birkat Zimun end? And that's the Malkalokat here. So now, When can he continue eating his meal? Does he wait until just Zimun's over and they can start eating? Or does he have to wait for the Bracha of Azan to be finished? That lo mishum mizimun. It's not because Birkat Azan is part of the Zimun. But El Mishum, the Kavan in the Vareich, Enu Bracha, Enu Omra Levada, Ali Gmori Magam Birkat Azan. It's a question, if, if he doesn't say a Bracha, right, you can't just say Birkat Azimun independently. Birkat Azimun says, let us bro- give a Bracha to Hashem. And we say, yes, everybody answers, yes, let us give Bracha to Hashem. Well, if you do that, you need to say a Bracha. You can't have Zimun without saying a Bracha afterwards. You can't just say, yeah, let us bless Hashem. Well, you got to have the blessing. And that's the argument here. Does it stand independently or not? Same machloket, by the way, has to do with baruchu. The minhag where we say baruchu after davening, is we say baruchu, and then we just respond, baruch Hashem, baruch Those that object say, well, if you say baruchu, you need to say a baruchu afterwards. You can't just say baruchu and then say baruch Hashem, baruch The Gra says, no, baruch Hashem, baruch is the answer. That is the response. So you can say the same thing by rabotai nevrech. The answer of, yes, let us all bless Hashem, could be the response, and that's sufficient. Or do I need to actually say a bracha afterwards? And that's Machol between Rav Sheshen and Rav Nachman here. Do you have to include Birkat Azan or not in the Zimun when they're answering? So he says, Then it works well, because then we do all like Rav Sheshen. Then you don't have to wait around for the Birkat Hazan. That is not Muscham Nakol. The Arvi Shonim think we do have to wait around for Birkat Hazan, and it is part of the Zimun. And therefore today our practice is when you bench and you bring someone in to bench with you who's still eating, they wait until after Birkat Azan before they continue eating. Alright, now, This is important, because according to Tosot, he can't read the Brito like Rashi did. He can't be talking about two and three brachot, because Tosot doesn't think there's any question here. He thinks you say all the brachot, whether you're Yochid or not. So Tosot can't read it that way. So Tosot says that Rashi changed the gears in the Gemara. The gears in the Gemara was in the male formulation. It was Shlosha Arba'a and Shnayim and Shlosha, which means he can't be referencing the brachot. What is it referencing? The number of people. He quotes the Rif. It says, The question is, like when you have to give up Kibudim, how many people can you give Kibudim to? How many can you break it down? That's the question here. If each person is going to say a brocha, how many brochot do you have available to you in order to give out? And so that's the question at hand here. What's the question? Is Birkut Zimun independent? Is Birkut Zimun independent? And you could give that to one person, and then Hazan can be done by the next person. Or, is Birkut Zimun part of Hazan, and therefore you can only have one person say Zimun and Hazan? And obviously the difference between Yachid and Zimun would be that bracha of Zimun itself. So that's how you get from two to three, or three to four, will be the difference of whether you have Zimun included or not. The only question is, is Zimun and Hazan one honor, or one keyboard for someone, or you can split them up? And that's the way the Rif reads, and that's the way Tosafot's going to have to read it, because he can't read it like the way that Rashi reads it. Right now, Gemara brings a Brita, it's a fundamental Brita in Brachot, 
Tosafot goes through, by the way, all Birchat HaShachar. These are basic, basic halachot in Shulchan Aruch and Mishnah Brewer. It's something that everybody needs to know. Tosafot goes through the whole Birchat HaShachar now and explains why we do things the way we do them. So I'll go over there quickly afterwards. But here, the Brayta says, Kiritanya, we have a Brayta. Kol abrachot kulam puteach behen bibaruch, vahot chutein behen bibaruch. Every bracha has to begin with a baruch and end with a baruch. Then chutz. Now we have all the exceptions. Now you should know in the world of brachot, the problem with the world of the brachot was that they were not established at once. We know that already that that was a continuum. That was a continuum of institution of brachot. And we saw that already with the Amuraim, that the Amuraim already added in brachot that the Tanayim didn't have. And so there's a continuum of progression of brachot. So now what you're trying to do is go backwards and try to create a principle for the brachot. And then, by definition, it's going to be problematic because everything's going to be exceptions. If you start with a principle and then you establish all the brachot, it's easy to do. But this is not what the Gemara is going backwards and trying to impose a framework on how the brachot were created. And that's what it's going to fail to start with. And you know that everything, they're going to be except this, except that, except this. And that's what the Gemara itself was dealing with. And then the Rishonim are trying to deal with. How come we have all these exceptions to the rule? And again, it comes because there's really no unifying force. The Ri says this in the Gemara Sachim. When he says in the end, he tried to unify all the brachot and come up with a single way to explain why we make a bracha, lamol, alamila, all these things, he says he could never figure it out. But a part of that problem stems from the fact that they were instituted over time. And that it's a continuum of institution and not a singular framework that was used. So same thing here. So we say every bracha begins with baruch, ends with brachot. Close to me, brikata peirot. Ubrikata mitzvot. Brikata peirot, the brikata mitzvot, don't get a bracha at the end, only get it in the beginning. Which is what we're after here. Juxtapose brachot. And the last bracha in Kriyachma. Some of them start with baruch and then don't end with baruch. Some end with the baruch, don't start with the baruch. And then, begins with baruch, doesn't end with baruch. And that's what the Gemara was after. That's the point that Tovah Meitiv is its own bracha, because it should have qualified as a bracha smucha levera chaverta. The fact that it doesn't is indicative of the fact that it's a separate institution. It's a takanat chachamim, not part of the mitzvah de oraita. Now what you have to do here is, and the Rishonim do this, Rashi says, what are those that begin with baruch and don't end with baruch? That's the Gemara is explaining what are birkata peirot and birkata mitzvot. Birkata peirot and mitzvot start with baruch, but don't have a conclusion. Why? Because they're very short brachot, Rashi says. They're one theme. There's one theme in all these brachot, and therefore you only need to open with the brachot, you don't need to conclude. He says, I'll give an example where you don't have that. Kiddush. By Kiddush. Enefseg, davar t'chinau, davar acher betucha, kamoshiyesh b'kiddush. By Kiddush, you have this different themes floating through the Kiddush. You see the different themes floating through the Kiddush, you have to start with baruch and end with baruch, because you're doing multiple themes. As soon as you have multiple themes, you need to open and close with baruch. That's Rashi's explanation of this. And then what's an example of something that is... Not poteach b'baruch, but does end b'baruch. That's a bracha smucha lechaverta. Or the bracha chrona should be kriyachma. This isn't clear. I'm not going to get into this. A big machloket about why bracha chrona kriyachma fits in here. But Tosfut says over here, why is the bracha chrona kriyachma not have to have open b'baruch? Tosfut says because it's a bracha smucha lechaverta. You started out with yotzer or. Next bracha smucha lechaverta is avarabo. Next bracha after that is emet ve'emun or emet ve'yotziv. That's a bracha smucha lechaverta. What about kriyachma? You have Shema right in the middle. Kriyachma in the middle, what, isn't that a hefsek? Because it says that's not a hefsek, that's topical. That's all part of it, that's thematically connected to it. It's just flowing, it's all part of Abba Rabba, it's, it's the same theme. And therefore, it's a bracha smucha lechaverta. 
Other Rishonim, I think Rashi says in other places, that Shema is the Betichat Brocha for the Brocha after Kriyat Shema. It's not that it's not Poteach Bebaruch, but that rather Shema is a Betichat Brocha. Alright, those are different answers fundamentally, Brocha Chrona and Kriyat Shema, why it does not open Bebaruch. Alright, that's the, just the quick form of this, I'm not getting into too deeply, but I want to do is Tosafot. Tosafot goes through a whole Birkat Hashachar and he says, first of all, Birkat until at Yadayim is independent of Asher Yatzar. So sometimes you don't need to go to the bathroom in the morning, so you don't need to say Asher Yatzar. So the two are independent. Until Yadayim, that's why Asher Yatzar starts with Baruch. Elokai Neshama does not start with Baruch. How come it doesn't open with Baruch? So the answer of the Gro'ah, and that's the way we've the Nehemiah today, it is a Brachas Mukhala of Erta. Asher Yatzar and Elokai Neshama go back to back. And that's the way people in Eretz Yisrael generally are noeg, the Ramah disagrees. But at least, Minog is to put them together, because they are Brachas Mukhala of Erta. Tosafot says they're not. He says, sometimes, Elokai Shema has nothing to do with Asher Yatzar. Again, if you don't have to go to the bathroom in the morning, you still say Elokai Shema if you slept. So why are the two connected? But then Tosafot has a problem. Why doesn't it open with Baruch? So Tosafot says something in- interesting. He says that it's a Tzarek Lamar Hov Ein Alma. It's just to Hashem, so it doesn't need to start with Baruch. So he says, well, then why does it have to be Komakom Chotemi Baruch Hov Aruka Kitzat? It's a little long, so that's end with Baruch. So you see, Tosot's already trying to figure this out. They're trying to come to a solution. He's not doing so well with the Lokani Shema. It's a difficult answer. And that's why the Gra says that it's a brachas mukhala chaberta, and that's why he puts them together. Now, what's found in the Karbanot, that does not begin with the bracha, but ends with the bracha, so what about that? Where, where's the beginning bracha with that? So he says, that's a bracha ktano. Bracha ktano don't need an opening. They don't need this. Rashi thinks only brachot katana need an opening, no conclusion. Tosu is suggesting here that you can have a brachot katana that has a concluding bracha but not opening bracha. But Tosu doesn't explain is why. Why is some open and one side closed? It's not so clear from here from Tosu. Then, next thing is, the hiratzon, the mihis mucha. What about the hiratzon? We say this every morning. You have birchot ha-shacha, all the birchot ha-shacha that you say as going along. Then you say, amavir shenam einayu tumam yafapai, hiratzon. That here its own ends with the bracha, does not begin with the bracha. Why? So Amir bracha, bracha Tashem, Mavir That is their the same bracha. Mavir is the opening for the bracha. And then a Gumel Khazrim Tobim Lamoisel is the conclusion. It's one bracha. That's why if you stay up all night, you're not supposed to answer Amen to Mavir Shainamainai. The Amen is at the end of Gumel Khazrim Tobim Lamoisel. It's one bracha. But he says, I have a problem with that. We always know that you topically have to be consistent. You have to open with the same topic that you close. Here you open with, Hashem takes away our sleep, and you close with, What do they have to do with each other? Tosin comes out of the creative answer. It's a chesed that Hashem helps us to wake up and takes the shena away from our eyes in the morning. So that's it. They're topically consistent. So he makes it into one bracha. Now, other bracha after that, Birkat Torah. What about Birkat Torah? He says the same thing by Birkat Torah. We say, And then we have Asher Bachar Banu. Tosin says, is the opening for Harevna. It's one bracha. And then it continues with Revna and concludes with is one bracha. Again, if someone's saying that bracha for you, don't answer Amen after because that's the opening for So that is one bracha and you only answer Amen after the two of them together. Now, moving on to what Svi asked before. Vishtabach. What about Yishtabach? Yishtabach doesn't open with Baruch, but does conclude Racha. Smucha the Baruch Shemar. Lakach Yishleher Zaher Shalom the Safer Benayim. You can't talk in Pesuvet Ezimra. The Baruch Smucha Laverta is Baruch Shemar opens with Baruch, ends with Baruch, 
And then Yishtabach is a smuchal chaveta. What about Afo Pishish Etzek Tuvah Psukere Zirma Mikomakom Lo Mitzuke? Ubezeh Necha Brocha Chrona Shibikriyat Shema. That's how he explains Briachar Chrona Shibikriyat Shema. Because the Psukim in the middle of Kriyat Shema are not Matsik. And therefore you have a Brocha Asmuchal Chaveta. Then Tosa runs into a problem. What about when someone gets an Aliyah and Shul? Get an Aliyah and Shul, you make a Sher Brocha Banu beforehand. And I should not know afterwards. They both begin with Baruch and end with Baruch. But Sukim in the middle are not an interruption. Why is that? They should be able to the Baruch afterwards should not start with Baruch. It should be Smuchal Chaverta the first Bracha. So Tosfut says, well, in the time of the Gemara, they made one Bracha in the beginning, one at the end. It was too far apart. It was so far apart that they didn't want to call it a Bracha Smuchal Chaverta. Then when they instituted it to everybody made a Bracha, they just kept the original institution of the Brachot and put it together. That's Tosfut's solution. What's the other possibility? There's an easy solution. There's a difference between Kriyat Torah, Kriyat Shema, Psukhet, Zimra, Halo. What's the difference between them? The difference between them is whether they are a religious tefillah or you're reading from the Torah. When you read from the Torah, Psukim are a hefzeg. When you davening Psukim, the Psukim are part of the tefillah and therefore they're not a hefzeg. Kriyat Shema is the same every day. Right, it's a, thematically it's part of the bracha exactly. So by kriyat, by psurei zimra, by halal, by kriyat shema, they're all considered smuchal chaverta because it's a part of the tefillah. The psukim are being quoted as part of the bracha, part of the tefillah. But in kriyat the Torah, you're not reading the psukim as to enhance the bracha. The bracha is because you're reading from the Torah, and therefore the Torah is not necessarily not a hefsek. It will be a hefsek, and that is another possible answer here that Tosfot does not give. The last thing Tosfot talks about is birkat of Torah. Birkat of Torah, you see this in many Yisidurim, you begin out, the beginning of the Torah begins, and then it says, Ne'eman Hashem Elokeinu, which is a separate paragraph. And Tosu notes that, that it's a separate paragraph. He goes, but it's not a separate bracha. Ne'eman is connected to the opening bracha in Birkat of Torah, it's one bracha. But then Tosu has to explain, why did they paragraph it off in the Makhzorim? So Tosu says, that was they had a practice in their day, that people used to stand up at that time. And the others quote from the Budraham and others that they used to actually insert in their own tefillot, their own shevach there. There was an open forum for the Kaal to enter in their own shevach there. And that's why it was left that way. But technically, there are one bracha, and therefore we don't do that. Everybody says the bracha only answers Amen after you reach the end of Ne'aman, Atahu. And we don't answer Amen after the first paragraph in the brachot. Right, just some little background. It's worth delving in because it's exciting that Tosfah really lays out all Birkat HaShachat for us. Right now, Bamar Achmachman. Right, another proof that Tov Metiv is not Tvina Torah. They eliminate it in the Beit Avel. You don't say it in Beit Avel. What do they say in the Beit Avel? What do they say there? Baruch Atov Metiv. The Tanakhama says they do say the bracha. They don't say Tov Metiv. Rather, they say Dayan Emet. So Mara says, "Hatova meitiv in dayan emet lo." Parents in Tanakam, you're going to say "Tova meitiv" and not say "Dayan emet." Ela ema af hatova meitiv. You say both. You say "Tova meitiv" and "Dayan emet." Marzutra ikol abe Ravashi. Marzutra went to visit Ravashi when he was in Ovel. Itra be milta. A bad thing happened to him. Meaning Ravashi was in Ovel. Pata chubarich. And this is the bracha that he said in the Beit Ovel, which is Tosfot says is our practice today. Hatov. Hashem was good. Va meitiv and does good. Kel emet. The God of truth. Dayanemet, who judges truthfully. Shufet B'Tzedek, he judges B'Tzedek in righteousness. Lokeach B'Mishpat, he takes righteously. Vishalit Bolomola Sobokirtzano, he rules over his will to do as he pleases. Kichod Rachab Mishpat, all his ways are just. Shakol Shalom, everything belongs to him. Vanachnu Amol, we are his nation. Vavadav and his servants. 
And no matter what happens, anything that happens, you have to give praise to him. And to give him bracha. The one who fences is the breaches in it. He should feel this breach, meaning the death that's taking place here, for the goodness or for life. So that's the bracha tova metiv. Tosva notes that the Bahag had an objection here to this bracha, because the bracha says in it mishpat. And generally, you don't talk about mishpat with Beit Avel. Anytime there's a midat that didn't involve, we try to avoid talking about mishpat. So the Bahag wanted to eliminate it. Tosva says that, not, not worth erasing something from the Gemara for that, and therefore the bracha stands in place. Now again, we have almost what's called a non sequitur. The Gemara just says, Where does he go back to? What do you mean? What is this talking about? Now, according to Rashi, it's referencing back to the Gemara before. According to Rashi, the Gemara just interrupted the deal with the Tovah Meitiv, and now it's going back to the same question before, which is, according to Rashi, if you are an individual, and you're an individual versus a Zimon, you have a difference in Alocha. So you have a difference in Alocha because the Zimon says, Birkat Azan, the individual does not say Birkat Azan. So now the question is, Someone who joined a Zimon, before Rashi just said, Birkat Zimon is Arazan, and the one who stopped to join the Zimon had to stop eating, and he listened until Azan. Now he wants to go Chazar and he waited for the two, now Gamar Suato, and now he wants to start benching. Where does he start benching from? Does he start benching from Azan? Or does he start benching from No Delacha? That's what Rashi says. Lashitato. Can this person just start from No Delacha, or does he begin from the beginning of Azan? And that's the question here. Rav Zid, Mishmed, Abayamar, Chazel, Rosh. Chazel, Rosh means he goes back to the beginning of Azan. So Rashi says, because he's Chayiv and Zimun. So he's got to say, Birgit Azan. Then he goes back to the place he stopped. Goes back to the place he stopped. That means, according to Rashi, starts from Nodelecha. Again, those words say, can't handle this. What do you mean? You start from Nodelecha. What happened to Birgit Azan here? It can't be. All right, so if you say Shomea Kone, but he ate afterwards. Those said he ate afterwards. If he ate afterwards, how can you not say Birgit Azan again? The Birat Azan goes on your Achila and he ate afterwards, it can't be. Tosud again disagrees with Rashi, says Rashi the Shitato. But he says, no, okay, in Tzarech Lomar, Vahechen Chuchuzer Hamivarech, Lachar Shianu Amisubim. Says that those people that answered there, Vimivarech, in the Zimun itself, where does he go back to? Rabotai Nivarech, Yishem Hashem Mivarech, Metabrolam. Birshud Maranan, Rabbanam Rabotai, Nivarech, Lachan Shechan Mishalo. What do they answer? Baruch she'achal no mishlov t'vochaynino. Where is now the mevarech go back to? Does he have to go back over mevarech? Does he go back? Or does he go over, does he continue on? Or does he say baruch she'achal no mishlov t'vochaynino? Does he repeat what they answered him? That's what Tosavut says. Tosavut is the question in the zimun itself. The one who does the zimun, does he have to repeat? Chozer l'rosh. Shemevarech chozer v'omer nevarech she'achal no mishlov t'vochaynino. Rabban Arayin, no, the makom she'pasak, where he stopped from. He doesn't go back over in Evarech Shechal Mishalom and then Baruch Shechal Mishalom. He just says Baruch Shechal Mishalom just like everybody else did. He continues on. It's a question in the Zimun itself according to Tosafot. That's one interpretation he brings. And then he brings from Arami Ivro another one. That was yesterday's daf. That you have three people and one of them left to the Shuk. Korimbo. They call him if he answers. How long does he have to stay with them for the Zimun? What does he have to do? And when he goes to bench for himself, where does he go to? So that's what it says. Where does he go back to? He listened in on the benching that they were doing back in the, in the ranch. He's out in the shuk. He's listening to them in the ranch. So now when he wants to go bench for himself, where does he start from? He starts from Nodelecha. 
Or does he start from Azan? So the halakha is he starts from Noda Lecha. Wait, why doesn't Tosfer have a problem with that? Starting from Noda Lecha. The answer is that over there, there was no hefsek. He didn't eat afterwards. Wait, Rashi's explaining he ate afterwards and then he wants him not to start Azan? That he can't accept. The one in the Shuk is just he's far away. He answers the Zimun, but he doesn't eat then. He just answers and he has the bench by himself. Where does he start from? Azan or Noda Lecha? Starts from Noda Lecha because he already heard Azan. And you're Azan, that's enough, because he's not eating anymore. But if he eats, how could you start from Nodah And That's why Tosad again rejects Rashi's explanation over here. Even though you are venerable, reverent, great Rabbanon, when it comes to etiquette in meals, there are, the Persians are better than you. They have better etiquette in a meal. When there are two people who sit down to a meal, mitot here, as Rashi describes, or when they used to lay down on their side, Rashi points out that their legs were actually on the ground. The mitah is not your whole body. It's just the upper half of your body leans on the bed, and that way you're able to be somewhat upright, and your left arm or side is on this couch, and you eat in that manner. So then, if you have only two, gadol nasei birosh, the gadol, the person this is, and you have to know this in the Gemara, this is an extremely hierarchical society. And it's very important where you sit. Where you sit is more than meaningful to people. It tells you everything about where you stand in society, and that is important. So you'll see this, even in, not even for the Persians, but even for the Rabbana. So he sits down first. Ushei is above him. Now above him here means for, to his head side, to the left of him. To the left of him or to his head side. Versus lamata heimenu means to his feet side or to his right. So the left side means that he lays on a bed, and the one above him means that he's to the left of him. He's up above him on the left side. Ubizmachim shalosh, if there are three of them, gadol mesiv be'emtza, the gadol is in the middle, sheni lola malamenu, the second one, that mean in hierarchy, the second one goes above him, meaning to his left. Shlish lola matayim, and below his feet is on the right of him. So Amr lays, now Rav responds to Reish Galuta, and he says, I don't think that's such great etiquette. Dechei bayish tui ba'adei, in the first case, when you only have two of them, where did you seat the second one? You sat him above him. You sat him to the left. Now, if the gadol wants to speak to the person above him, what is he going to have to do? He's facing this way. He's facing downward towards his feet. He's going to have to get up, turn around, and look at him. That doesn't make sense. He's going to have to sit himself erect, turn around, and speak to him. He says, You don't know the Persians. They use sign language. They don't speak. They use their fingers to indicate things. So he can do that, do things this way. So when Rav Sheish queries the Reish Galuto, how do the Persians deal with Mayim Rishonim? He says they start Mayim Rishonim from the, the biggest one, the greatest party there, the highest level. So then he says, Rav Sheish says, how can it be? He's going to sit there quietly and, and keep his hands clean until everybody else washes? That's not respectful. So the Reish Galuto says, no problem. He starts eating right away. They bring his table out as soon as he's washed. And as each subsequent person watches, they bring them their private table. So Rosh Hashanah queries, where they start from? They start from the, the smallest, meaning that the lowest on the totem pole. So then he says, The Gadol is going to sit with his dirty hands until everybody washes. No, he says, you don't understand, the Persians. They don't take away the table until they bring the water. So the gadol continues to eat while everybody else is washing. They're taking away their tables. He gets to finish last on his table. Says, I don't know anything about the Persians. I know the Tosefta. The Tosefta, which is Kesar, Sever, Haseba. How does Haseba work? And you'll see here, 
When they are two individuals, Gadol may say Berosh. The Gadol goes down first. Vesheni Lola Matayimenu. Like Rav Sheshit said, he goes below his feet because then the Gadol can speak to him without having to move. He looks down. The one who has to turn his head is the one below him. Bizmanchin Shalosh. When they're three, then Mitod Gadol may say Berosh. He goes first. Vesheni Lola Malayimenu. Shlishi Lola Matayimenu. Exactly like the Persians. So here, the second hierarchy goes above. The third one in the hierarchy goes below him. Ah, uh, what about Rav Shesh's problem now? He's going to have to turn around to talk to the second one. No, you can talk to the third guy without turning. But God forbid that you pray in the covenant of the second one. If you put him down below, we would think that he's the third in line. And that would be a huge key on his covenant. That you can't do. Even though they can't talk now. Nevertheless, not to be pogeo his covenant, you have to put him up above. Same as the Persians, begin from the gadol. When there are only five left, you start from the gadol. Meya means anything above five. You go from the lowest on the totem pole until you get to the last five. Then when the last five, you start from the highest ranked in the five, meaning the highest ranked of the group there. Whoever washes in the last five, whoever washes first, he benches. Either that's the gadol, or if the gadol gives it to someone else, then they bench. Misaila Rav, the Amar of Chia Barashi, we just saw this back on Dachmim Gimel. Amar Rav, Kolonoto Yadab Achonat, Chilahu Mizuman Nebrocha. Whoever washes the Yamayim Achonim first, does the benching. Again, that's only in the last five. Rav, Rabbi Chia, Rabbi Yatve, Bisudata, Kamei Rabbi, same story. Rav, before he was Yore the Bavel, was in Eretz Yisrael. He lived in Eretz Yisrael. We know those from the stories of Rabbi Yochan Meishlakish who talked about Rabbi being in front. He was a Talmud of Rabbi. And Rabbi is his uncle. So they're both sitting in front of Rabbi eating. Amalei Rabbi the Rav, Kuma Sheyodach. Rabbi says to Rav, wash your hands. Chazid Karmirtat. Rabbi sees that Rabbi's shaking in, you know, shaking in his boots. He thinks Rabbi saw him do so. He was either eating too much or his hands were dirty. He was giving him some sort of sign that he was doing something wrong. You son of Gedolim, When he's telling you to go wash first, he's telling you that he wants you to bench for us. And that was the indication that the one who does my Machonim is one to bench. Alright, uh, we will stop over here.